Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 81 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Robert Candell of Robert Candell Consulting. Robert helps you bypass your own self-imposed limitations in all aspects of your business. He has 25 years experience of business building, enhancing workflows for your team, and mentoring CEOs and helping startups set the proper foundation for success. We talk about the visionary, the manager, and the entrepreneur, and how being miscast can affect your business. Robert shares about his worst case business clients and how he was able to help them succeed. He also shares one of his epic business failures and the lessons he learned from that experience. Now, before we dig in, here's a short message from our sponsor. Financing is a critical part of starting or growing a business. If you need financing for your business, Credit Line One is number one for business, personal, and real estate credit lines. Credit Line One offers no upfront cost financing for your business, personal, or real estate needs. Head over to creditlineone.com/enow to get started. That's creditlineone.com/enow. All right, Robert, can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So the first thing I always like to start off with is is saying thank you for taking the time out and sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your experience with me and my audience. And the, the first thing I want to do is I want to get to know you a little bit better. So um, so tell me about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, you're welcome and free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Uh, my story, the way I usually tell it is I was normal until I was around 28. <laughs> my first 20 years was really normal. Uh, I grew up in the upper middle class, Long Island, New York, hardworking entrepreneur father, a home, um, home keeper, um, a mother who stayed with us until I was around seven. And then basically said, no, this isn't take care of my kids, take care of the house. It's not all who I am. And so she went back to school, which had a huge impact on me when I was younger, really seeing a woman in the 70s step up and say, I want more, which was a big thing to learn from. And so I was good in high school. I went to a good college. I went to a good grad school. I got a good first job. I uh, was in corporate America for several years and excelled there. 
and uh, had experiences and then started my own computer consulting firm um, at 28. And then my life etched a sketch. And I went to Burning Man for the first time when I was 28. And for those who don't know, Burning Man is a festival in the desert. And uh, it's really not where the yuppie, straight-laced, vanilla person I always assumed I was going to be was. But I found different parts of myself at Burning Man. I discovered different parts of my soul that arose and started to investigate uh, self-improvement. I taught my own self-improvement classes. Then in 2004, I co-founded a company called One Taste, which taught people about relationships, intimacy, and communication. Built that from a paper napkin sketch to an eight-figure international business, where I left that in 2014, uh, kind of burnt out, and then came to Los Angeles, California to start this latest iteration of my life. So that's kind of the headline story. Tell us a little bit more about the um, the company, the other companies that you started. What made you start um, One Taste? One Taste was an idea of a friend of mine, and her name was Nicole Daydone, who pretty much was one of the most brilliant people I've ever met in my entire life. And she saw that there were places for people to go for mental health, physical health, uh, but not a lot of places around relationships, intimacy, and sexual health. And she said, you know, there's a bookstore in San Francisco, a well-lit place to read books. She said, let's create a well-lit place for people to talk about sex. And I was like, okay. And so we came in really with no business plan, just a concept. Uh, we started a place in San Francisco. Uh, we were uh, in the red for eight very, very long years, uh, but kept going and, and hit our stride in the eighth year and then turned it from a negative to, you know, they, in their, their 11th year, they had two, uh, $12 million, according to Inc. magazine. Um, but so really turned it around those last three years and what a wild ride to build a company from nothing to 12 million. Wow. So let's backtrack a little bit and um, tell us what, what what's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing to do is to create. I, I, I think I was just talking about this with my partner. I have a fiance named Morgan and uh, we talk around a lot of things and she's like, you, you just can't relax. It's like you have a day off and you're creating. And so my mind is, I love creating systems. I love writing um, I love creating efficiency anywhere I can go. And so I love, basically, I'm a problem solver uh, on a very pragmatic level. And I love to create processes. Gotcha. So if you had to identify one thing, what would your superpower be? Sight. Uh, really seeing underneath the surface something I call meta messages. There's often the overt communication that people make, or they say they want this, or this is what they were told they want, and they believe in it. But underneath it, there's actually another thing their soul is saying. I'm very good at listening to those subtle messages that are harder to hear and able to pull out. So in terms of my business consulting, yeah, you say you want this, but there's a little voice in my head saying, that's not quite what you want. Can we tease out this other part? And so we have a conversation about it, we pull it apart and often reveal something that uh, wasn't expected. Um, one of the things that we talk about a lot on this show is mindset. Talk a little bit about your mindset when it comes to how you overcome challenges. Well, the, the, there's two things that popped in my head when you said that. Uh, the first is one of my favorite uh, Tony Robbins quotes, that the success of the business is based on the psychology of the owner. 
And so if the owner is contracted and sad or depressed or distracted, the company tends to contract. If the business owner is open and aware and and, and in possibility, the company tends to expand. So the main thing is I often constantly checking my psychology. Life happens, relationship stuff happens, you know, family stuff happens, and I'm constantly checking where my psychology is at so I can be in the mindset of expansion and growth and possibility even in the most difficult times. And the second thing is I've, you know, been an entrepreneur for 27, 28 years at this point and the experience of being through so many challenging I mean 8 years of nonprofit of no profitability in a big company was a big thing and so I've scraped and I've you know pulled miracles out of rabbits and hats and you know like I've been around the block so many times that the mindset is okay you've been here before you survived and you can do it again Quick question. Um, so you mentioned before life happens, things happen, personal, um, you know, challenges happen. Can you or should you separate the two if you're a business owner, entrepreneur um, being I guess what I'm getting at is how how separate is personal challenge from your business challenge? I've met some people who can do that. I mean, and they tend to be workers more than owners. I have met people who can work the nine to five or the eight to six, close up their computer, you know, leave work at, at, at the office and go home. I have met people, but not many, especially in today's changing world where, you know, where we have a smartphone in our pocket, which is our business email. We have our Twitter accounts and our Facebook accounts, and we're constantly connected to our business. And so I think it's very, very challenging to separate business from personal, especially for the owner or the entrepreneur. Me, myself, I have a horrible relationship with my own self-care because I'm so focused on my mission. And one of my goals this year uh, really is is to increase my self-care so I can be better at my business. You're a successful entrepreneur. What are your keys to success? Keys to success is um, perseverance is first and foremost. Um, uh, like I have a podcast that I've been doing for oh, about two years now. And if you look at the statistics of how many downloads, uh, it's one of those graphs that, you know, over 90 episodes, there's little blips for the first, you know, year and a quarter. And then all of a sudden there's more blips and then, you know, really large numbers to grow it from like 30, 300 downloads a month to 5,000 downloads a month. But that took me being uh, persevering for being, being you know stubborn and saying okay I believe in this and I'm going to go through the rough time to uh, hit that five thousand downloads. The flip side of that is knowing when to quit, knowing when to let go of a project, or knowing when to let go of a business or an employee or a toxic situation. Uh, the classic book is Seth Godin's The Dip, uh, which describes this really really well. It's a beautiful little book. Uh, talks about the dip and the genius business owners need to know when to stick. And when to let go. And so to be a successful entrepreneur, you know, hire slowly, fire quickly is one of my axioms. Uh, be willing to really look at how to improve, tweak, don't be stubborn, tailor people's opinions and incorporate it. Your business is a growing entity. Be willing to grow and let it evolve. And don't let your ego say, I'm going to stay with this just because of my ego. If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? 
Wow. If I could meet anyone in the world, who would it be? Um, well, the, the first one that popped in my head was Robin Williams. Um, you know, um, one of the most amazing people I've met uh, or I've seen in my life. And the thing I like about Robin Williams is there's so many stories of him really um, being this huge actor and person and then going down to the donut shop and entertaining people. Uh, one of my heroes is a guy named Henry Rollins, who is a spoken word artist, uh, just an amazing, um, an amazing uh, person in terms of uh, his his belief in his mission and his growth. And the last is kind of hackneyed, but uh, Steve Jobs, uh, just uh, the willingness to go against the status quo. Um, you know, the Simon Sinek talks a lot about you know starts with why, and he talks about the ethos of. Apple and how really, you know, Apple, you know, Apple didn't sell computers. They said, you know, we go against the status quo and that's what's built such an amazing lineage of products. And so to go into Steve Jobs' mind and say, how'd you do it and how'd you persevere? So we've learned a lot about you and what you like, what your favorite things are, how you kind of um, approach being successful in challenges. Tell us about your business. What, is, what, um, what do you have going on these days? I have a multifaceted business. I call it my split personality, even though my branding person says it's two sides of a coin. <laughs> uh, one half is uh, my a business consulting side. And so I help small businesses uh, with their foundational pieces. I'm an interim CFO. I help uh, small companies who can't afford a CFO but are looking for someone to handle their books, uh, handle the meetings, doing the forecasting. My, my brain is all math and money, you know, and numbers and forecasting. So I help small businesses get to the next level and take that responsibility off people who should be focusing on other things. On the other side is uh, life coaching, podcasting, writing. I'm working on a, my first book. It's called Unhidden, a book for men and those confused by them. I have my podcast called Tough Love. And I also do life coaching, uh, which I enjoy. And so the, the two sides do intermix at times. You know, In business coaching, there's a lot of life and personal stuff. And in life coaching, there is a lot of business stuff. But that's the main two facets of my current business. So give us some, some stories about your biz. Um, give us um, one of the, the worst clients you've ever had. Of course, we don't want you to say their name, but give us just a little taste of what what the what the life of a of a of a business consultant can can be uh, give us a nightmare scenario the worst i think is i've been very blessed i'll be honest not trying to sugarcoat to my clients but to, i've been really blessed in terms of clients uh the ones that don't work are the ones like i mentioned before are stubborn in their ways when it's really clear to me that their personality is stopping them from growing their need to control is what's stopping them from expanding. Uh, their unwillingness to empower their their leadership team or exec team or however you want to say it. Uh, there's a book called Traction, which I'm currently reading, uh, which really talks about uh, you know how to diversify. And if you know if you have an if you have a CEO, the owner who will not delegate, your business will hit a glass ceiling or implode. And so the worst clients are ones who are really stuck in their ego think that it's all resting on their shoulders, a sort of martyr syndrome, and they're unable to move from that position. And at some point, I just have to say, look, I can't help you unless you let go of this, or I can't help you unless you are willing to change this part of your personality. 
and some do and some don't. I'm holding this book here. It's uh, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Sure, of course. And talk a little bit about that, uh, that principle of the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. How often do you run into a situation where the business owner is actually the technician that's trying to be the entrepreneur, and that is kind of the reason they're stuck and they can't move to the next level? I'll talk about it from a, I haven't read a, I think I skimmed that book, to be absolutely honest. I don't know if I remember exactly what the thesis is, though I can speak to it. So the first I want to say is I believe in another Tony Robbins axiom. And his axiom is that uh, there are three main people you need in the business. You need to have the visionary, the manager, and the entrepreneur. The vision is the concept, the idea, the the heat, the brilliance of the company. The manager is the one who makes sure the lights are on, the bills are paid, the taxes are handled. And the entrepreneur is the one who spreads it. He's the, He or she is the connector, the networker, the one actually say, oh, it's time to sell a business. That's the entrepreneur. And so when one person is miscast in the business, like when you start your business and you're a small shop, yeah, you might have to play two or three roles. That's normal. But when you get to a certain point, when you're losing time, when you're you're screwing up the opportunity cost, when you're saying, I'm going to do these books, even though they take me 10 hours, which is worth 10 hours times 200 bucks an hour, and I won't hire a $40 an hour bookkeeper, that's where you're shooting yourself in the foot. And I think that's to the e-myth question, is when you're you're not letting go, uh, in this book, Traction, is when you're holding on to the vine, when you're holding on to the dear life of how things were and how things are, aren't working. That's where I think a company won't grow. And so for an entrepreneur, you have to be constantly reevaluating yourself. You have to be constantly looking at your team if you have one. And how do you empower that person? How do you send them to a class that might take a month for them to figure out and cost you $2,000, but then you don't have to hire a bookkeeper? And then what's the long term? You have to be willing to look at all these details. And if you're not uh, looking past where you are right now, your company won't grow. So for the person who's a technician who shouldn't be in a technician role, find your right role, you know, surrender to who you are, and really empower your team to take up the slack. All right, so we talked a little bit about the unwillingness to empower um, your team. Un- un- unpack that a little bit. What What's going on when, when a, an entrepreneur or owner is afraid or unwilling to empower their team? It's just fear. It's just pure bottom line, raw fear uh, that the team member won't do it as well as they will do it. There's a fear. It'll take so much longer for me to explain this and train them. It might take, you know, an extra five or 10 hours a week for a month to train them and check in with them. But it's it's really just fear of, of transferring and losing control. But for a business owner, if you want your business to expand, it is mandatory. It is mandatory that you pass on every part of yourself, every task you have that doesn't require your expertise if you want your business to expand. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days, but if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming. 
and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. You've had more than one business. Mm-hmm. Talk about one of the the biggest challenges that you've had so far as an entrepreneur. Specifically, what was one event or situation that sticks out in your mind as one of those moments where you're like, wow, <laughs> that just happened? Yeah. Um, well, I had an epic business failure <laughs> last year. So my successful business one taste was 2004 to 2014. And then I was bored, to be honest, after I left. And so after I left, about eight months later, I found myself starting up another business in Hollywood, an event space uh, with two people I did not know well. I knew well, but I didn't know well. And we had a good business plan. We had good capitalization. We had good enthusiasm. We had good skill sets to go across the team. But the team itself wasn't synced in sync. And very quickly, within the first first or second month, two the other two business partners started to get into conflict. And I was thrown into the middle of the, the role of peacemaker between the two. And it was horrible. It was just truly, truly horrible. And eventually one of them left because he was so upset with the other partner. And so that was a huge hit because I had to take on his responsibility. So the lesson was me to be very careful about uh, business partnership that I go into, but also to ensure that the team members or the leadership team really know each other, are willing to stick it out, have good conflict resolution skills, and are willing to go to the next level. On the opposite end of, of the spectrum, what's been the greatest victory so far? The greatest victory so far was turning my business around from losing money from eight for eight years into making a profit and then growing very, very quickly to find the formula. And the greatest victory for me as the CFO and COO of that business was just keeping the lights on and being so inventive when it came in terms of cash flow, uh, the ability to um, you know find money where money was needed. Um, to you know, take loans out and learn how to do loans and how to borrow money and how to you know stretch a dollar like you know stretch a dollar a long way. So I hold that as one of my greatest accomplishments was keeping that place alive so we could be successful in year eight. If you had to give the enterprisers, which is what I call my listeners, mm-hmm. one actionable step to improve their lives or businesses today, what would it be? I'll tell you the advice my mentor gave me when I was starting my first business. He said, your first hire is always a bookkeeper. And I was surprised at that. I thought, no, marketing. He's like, no, your first hire is always a bookkeeper because you truly want to know where your money's at. And most business owners I've encountered have an idea of how much money they have based on how much money is in the bank. But then you're not paying attention to your expenses, where your money's going, your profit ratio, your return on investment. You're not really conscious. So the first tip is hire a bookkeeper. You can get good ones from anywhere from forty to seventy-five dollars an hour, which might translate to two or three hundred bucks a month for you. But having solid books, one will save you 
so much time around tax time, but also give you the information you need to run your business intelligently, efficiently, and deliberately. Bringing our, our conversation to an end here, tell folks how they can reach out to you and how they can connect with you. My business, and when I told you I had two sides of my brain, uh, the business consulting side is candelconsulting.com. Uh, that's with a K, Candel with two L's, consulting.com. And my podcast life coaching side is toughlove.live. That's T-U-F-F love.live where my podcast is and a bunch of my writing. So whatever door you want to go in, there's a solid website for you to check out. And my contact and free consultation links are on there. You can sign up for a 45-minute talk uh, anytime. I'm glad to help. And those are my two sites. Thank you so much, Robert, for taking the time out to talk with us. I know that you have about a thousand things that you could be doing right now, uh, but you took time out to to share um, us to share with us your your knowledge and your experience. So uh, for that, we we thank you. I thank you on behalf of my listeners, um, and we re- we really appreciate it. So thank you for that. Enterprisers, head on out to the website, download the three P's to empowerment. We want you operating in your awesome zone. So go to the website, download that and tell me about it. Shoot me an email. Let me know how that's going. And if you have any questions, we'll be um, I'm more than able and willing to uh, to help walk you through that. So uh, thank you guys so much for your support. We would not be able to do what we do without you. So thank you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Financing is a critical part of starting or growing a business. If you need financing for your business, Credit Line One is number one for business, personal, and real estate credit lines. Credit Line One offers no upfront cost financing for your business, personal, or real estate needs. Head over to creditlineone.com/enow to get started. That's creditlineone.com/enow. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. eNow Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.